You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. She's got the news. She talks with newsmakers. She encourages us to laugh, and she cries with us. Speaking truth to power and questioning authority daily, it's the Nicole Sandler Show. All right, welcome. Welcome, welcome to a Monday. Um, uh, <laughs> i got to start right off by saying YouTube is having issues again today. And at least now I know it's YouTube and it's not me. So if you usually watch the show on YouTube, well, chances are you're not hearing me. But (laughs) if you are, uh, if you're listening to an audio stream because the YouTube is not working correctly, um, you can come over to Twitter or Twitch or Facebook, which all seem to be working fine, I think. Although now it looks like Twitch is kind of buffering too. It might be a video issue. And if that's the case, you've got the audio. You know, there's always there's always some other way to get the show. I I, I don't know what I don't uh, the gremlins. uh, It's, you know, anytime is the sound going crazy too? Twitter is weird, too. Is the sound bad? Oh, my goodness. Um, how about anybody listening? Sorry, I get to say it is the video. Um, all right. So <laughs> now, I, now I ask our friends um, listening to the audio stream, how is the audio? All right. Somebody's got to let me know. How's the audio here? As she asks in the, uh, on the NicoleSandler.com listen live page. Uh, because some things I have no control over. All I can do is all I can do. Uh, Both seem to be skipping. Twitter is weird, too, and getting the death spirals. Lovely. And the sound? Anyone? Bueller? Um, All right. Well, I'm just going to I'm just going to talk because at the at the very least, uh, the show will be podcast and the podcast will work. (laughs) And hopefully I'll have some. You know what? I'm going to record this uh, if it will. let. Oh, it may not let me. Oh, man, 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 man. Um, okay, hold on. Uh, this is, this is producing while doing show. And today is one thirty, right? I'm going to try to start recording it. So just in case it doesn't record elsewhere, um, unable to complete the album. All right. We'll see if it works. I don't think it'll work, but, um, all right. Well, if it does, it does. If it doesn't, uh, then... (laughs) Then I'll just be talking into the ether. Why is YouTube buffering? Uh, it's because YouTube is having issues today. Uh, I, it's not my computer. I know, well, I don't know anything anymore. Forget all that. Let's start from scratch. Let's talk about, I'm not going to worry about the technical problems because we're having technical problems. Um, what I suggest is go over to uh, Progressive Voices and listen to the audio, forget the video today, Uh, progressivevoices.com, or if you have the app, the app is free, or you can go to my TuneIn channel, or nicolesandlerstream.com should get you to my audio stream. I want to start today with um, Progressive Voices is good. Thank you, Dennis. So the audio is fine. It's just video that's uh, foobar today. So forget about the video. All right. So Friday. On Friday... I I hope you got to hear Friday's show. And if you didn't, 
I encourage you to go back and listen and watch because on Friday I was joined by uh, by two people. One was um, 98-year-old Leon Chagrin. And Leon is a Holocaust survivor. He was liberated from Auschwitz 78 years to the day from Friday. Uh, that was the anniversary of um, uh, Auschwitz liberation by the by the Soviets at the time, and um, uh, no Ford Ford country says Twitch is doing the same thing. So it's the video altogether. It's it's just my video streaming. It's not just YouTube. Yeah, it's coming from my video streaming. So I guess that is my fault. But anyway, sorry about that. Go to the audio today. Sorry, audio only. All right. So anyway. Leon was with uh, was our guest on Friday telling his story that had been told to an old friend of mine, a friend from high school named Steve Schuster, who wrote his story in a book called The Horse Adjutant. I didn't know the word before Friday, but I know it now, adjutant. And, um, you know, I was sort of pondering the uh, man's inhumanity to man, how cruel People can be to one another after the interview on Friday. And, and again, we actually did that interview last Monday and I edited it so you could, so it, it flowed. So, you know, so it was cohesive. It was hard to understand, Leon, at times. But I hope you sat through it and listened because these are the stories that we need to pass down to future generations to ensure that nothing like this ever happens again. But we have cruelty Man's inhumanity to man rearing its ugly head on so many different fronts. Yes, the Holocaust was horrific. But what's happening today in cities all around this country is also horrific. And we got a taste of that Friday night. I was just, you know, still trying to deal with the images in my mind from uh, what Leon told us on Friday afternoon um, when the show came, you know, show ended and I started like most other people, I'm guessing waiting for the, um, uh, the, the, uh, uh, the, the Memphis, Tennessee police department to release the videotapes. And of course the videotapes I'm talking about, are the, the, the dash cams, the, 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 the body cams and the street cameras that caught the gruesome, horrific attack by five then police officers on one innocent young black man. And I say young, yes, because he was 29. Um, the, the whole thing is so disturbing and so ugly. Um, and... No, I didn't want to watch the video. It's a snuff film. But I did because I had to. Because we must bear witness to what's happening to ensure that it never happens again. We must know the stories and tell the stories so that this kind of thing does not happen again. And of course, it keeps happening. But it's our job to prevent it from happening ever again. And so just an hour or two after the end of the show on Friday, featuring a conversation with an actual survivor of the Holocaust who had to carry dead bodies, who had to go in a ditch filled with bodies and rifle through their pockets to get their stuff to give to the Nazis who killed them. As I'm dealing with those images still swirling around in my head, comes the video of a group of police officers beating an innocent young man to death. And all I could think of is man's inhumanity to man. And I know the line, right? We've heard it our entire lives. I wasn't sure where it came from. Well, it came from a poem that says, many sharp, uh, many and sharp, the numerous ills inwoven with our frame. More pointed still, we make ourselves regret remorse and shame and man whose heaven erected face the smiles of love adorn man's inhumanity to man makes countless thousands mourn 
We're mourning the millions who died in the Holocaust. Hopefully, you understood the significance of Friday and why it's so important in this day and age to amplify those stories. As we have Nazis all around us infiltrating the Republican Party, you saw what happened in Charlottesville. Jews will not replace us. Those are modern-day neo-Nazis, and they're growing in numbers. There was a story, and I think it was The Guardian, about a group of homeschoolers who are teaching their kids Nazism. There's a network of homeschoolers teaching their children about Nazism and not the same way we were hearing about it on Friday, but embracing it. That's happening today, and yet we have governors like the idiot here in Florida who talks about indoctrinating our kids. There's a... um, I don't know if you know what's going on here, but now, you know how classrooms, and I'm, I'm talking, you know, elementary school classrooms too, have in-class libraries. You know, teachers will have a bookshelf with it, books that kids can just take from and read. Not in Florida. Oh, no. There's a new law that says a teacher can be charged with a felony if they have books on the shelves in their in-classroom um, uh, libraries that have not been pre-cleared or vetted by the Gestapo. Oh, um, by the, by the, I don't know, the state? Same thing, right? Uh, Friday, is this Friday's? Friday's newspaper, Friday's Miami Herald. The Miami Herald editorial. The headline is, teachers are scared and school boards have become contraband. This is Florida? Let me read a little bit of this of this uh, editorial to you. It says, the damage being done by the new Florida law that is supposed to stop teachers from using books that contain bias or indoctrination, pornography, or content, quote, harmful to minors, became all too clear this week. First came the viral photos. Teachers posted photos on social media of classroom bookshelves in Manatee County, schools that they'd covered up with construction paper so students couldn't see the books, let alone read them, until they are officially approved. Farewell, Classroom Library, one posted. Then then came the confusion and the chilling effect. At a Manatee school board meeting Tuesday to address the turmoil, board chairman Chad Choate said, quote, as far as I know, There aren't any book cops going school to school and classroom to classroom. But then he added, quote, just don't go allow your books to go out right now until they're all vetted. Vetted? This reminds me of when I was in college and and we got um, uh, uh, we got um, um, uh, uh, we had student government. Uh, we, we got four hours a week of student programming on the campus radio station, which was a big 100,000-watt NPR affiliate that they made classical a few years before I got there. We got four hours a week of rock and roll on weekend nights, but all the, the, the shows had to be pre-recorded and cleared by management to ensure that there were no sex or drug lyrics in them. I couldn't make this stuff up if I tried. Um, the, the president of the county's teachers union, Patricia Barber, meanwhile, noted that, quote, the information that was disseminated was not consistent in every single school. And like it or not, some principal's interpretation of do not allow student access to your classroom libraries until they've been vetted was cover them, box them, or do whatever, you, whatever to keep your students from having access. They're telling kids, do not look at the book. Do not read the book. Do not even look at the book. This, my friends, is what I'm talking about when I talk about opposite worlds. no longer matter. Reality is now fiction. There's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, opposite world. The law, HB 1467, was championed by... Governor Ron DeSantis, come on down. As part of his push for parental rights in Florida classrooms, it makes it easier for parents to challenge the use of any book. And the very vagueness, vagueness of the law, how do we define indoctrination, makes it perfect for those in power. 
and dangerous. Again, this is the Miami Herald editorial. It means whatever they want it to mean. There are other more pragmatic issues. Getting all those classroom books through the new approval process is mighty slow in a place like Manatee County, where volunteers are being pressed into service to do the work after their background check, a process that could take 10 days. It's amazing. Uh, Foreman, the school board member, told the Bradenton Herald that she spent two days helping check books in one school and only got four classrooms done. It takes forever, she said. But beyond those complications, there's an important thing to consider. What is this doing to our school systems and the trust we place in teachers who are, after all, trained for their jobs, including the appropriateness of what they share in the class? It's damaging, probably seriously so. Teachers who dare to question the law and its application run the risk of being targeted as became abundantly clear from this comment by Manatee County parent Paula Lonis at Tuesday's meeting, quote, for those teachers who are protesting so much, thank you. Now we know who some of the radicals are. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Yes, for those of you just coming in, uh, we're having video issues today. There's buffering. Um, I'm going to put a a, a URL, NicoleSandlerStream.com is the audio stream. You can listen there and it will not be buffering. I'm sorry, I don't know what the problem is with the video today, but it's a problem. So, uh, you know, the phone lines are open. Should you care to call in and, and, you know, talk about what, how you felt after seeing that video this week? And I'm guessing most of us watched it. And we probably also watched the video of Paul Pelosi getting hit over the head with a hammer. We knew about it. We knew what was there. But when you see it, it makes it all the worse. And then there's the fact that Friday, the fact that Friday was, was uh, I just did, would be hopeful to post the link here. I guess I need to do it with the uh, HTTP. Okay. Nicole sandlerstream.com. I did post it. Now now it's there again. Now you can click on it. Okay, so, um, you know, because of the shooting, because the video, because of the beating, the video was everywhere. And so, um, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't separate the two. The beating to death by police of an innocent, you know, today of an innocent young black man and the the images in my mind from the Holocaust. They were uh, intertwined for me as they probably will remain forever now. So, um, if you, you know, you can't see it now, but the show, each day I do a, a graphic for each day's program. And today's, I put up the cover image from, um, from the website of, um, uh, I, I keep blanking on his name, uh, of, of um, damn it, um, the, the website the, the, of, of uh, Tyree Nichols. Tyree Nichols was a young father, apparently, but more than that, he was a creative person. He was a photographer. So Tyree Nichols was beaten to within an inch of his life, just blocks from his mother's home. We heard him scream out, call out for his mother because she was right there. She was there. She was just a block or two away. And he was hoping she'd hear him. So on the, on the, um, the website. Let me let me pull up this graphic so I can read to you the text that's there since the video is not really working today. Oh, just uh, fun times. Um, let me see if I can enlarge it from here so I can read it for you. Uh, but because it's it's this was a man who obviously cherished life. This is what he was about life, and he photographed because. That was his thing. So he has a website with um, a link to it from the blog today at NicoleSandler.com slash 1-30-23. That's where the show will be posted. Um, uh, But I'm trying to pull up this 
picture now so I can share with you uh, the text that is from the front page of his website. Uh, Because he wrote a little note to visitors who might who might uh, happen upon it. And he wrote, my name is Tyree D. Nichols. I am an aspiring photographer. Well, I mostly do this stuff for fun, but I enjoy it very much. Photography helps me look at the world in a more creative way. It expresses me in ways I cannot write down for people. I take different types of photography, anywhere from action sports to rural photos to bodies of water, and my favorite, landscape photography. My vision is to bring my viewers deep into what I am seeing through my eye and out through my lens. People have a story to tell. Why not capture it instead of doing the norm thing and writing it down or speaking it? I hope to one day let people see what I see and to hopefully admire my work based on the quality and ideals of my work. So on that note, enjoy my page and let me know what you think. Your friend, Tyree D. Nichols. And his website is there. Um, uh, again, I, it, if, you, if you Google Tyree Nichols photography, it, it will come up. Um, it certainly will come up. Um, and uh, it, it's worth looking through his photos because they're beautiful. This is somebody who, um, you know, who saw good in the world. And from, what, what, from watching that video, there's a few things that are apparent. One, I didn't see any reason for him to be pulled over in the first place. Two, when the cops got him right at the beginning of the video, there, the, the, it was escalated from the get-go. And what, all you hear him say is, what did I do? I didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. He was trying to go home. You know where he was? He had been out shooting pictures. He had been out doing photography so that he could share what he saw with the world. Okay, for all of you who don't, okay, I'm, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the video down and I'm just going to put up uh, the, um, the show graphic for today um, and, and encourage you to come over to the audio stream. You can listen at progressivevoices.com. Um, uh, voices.com or uh, NicoleSandlerStream.com. Don't even bother trying to watch the video because it's not working today. Um, I do want to share with you an email that I got after Friday's show. This is, it's important to talk about these things. It's important to talk about Tyree Nichols. It's important to talk about the Holocaust because Cynthia sent me this email Friday or Saturday, over the weekend. She said, Hi, Nicole. Your show on Friday gets at one of the things that causes me so many anger issues. I utterly hate people who deny history, people who deny the Holocaust, and people who would erase the day-to-day realities that other people everywhere face, like those issues don't happen or aren't important, or even worse, they don't even care at any level that anyone suffers from any injustice at all. It's like... So what? Don't bother me with it. I don't care about the harm being done. And that is especially the case if it is even remotely inconvenient for them to care. And it all pisses me off no end. I have a niece in Wisconsin who would like to correspond with me. Okay, that's nice. But she wrote, quote, no politics. What? She knows I'm trans and okay, that isn't an issue with her. Good. But hell, if she votes Republican, which she probably does... It is very much like voting for Hitler when you know I'm a Jew and yet I can write her about it. I can't write her about it. Why should I even fucking bother? Let's see. West Virginia will likely pass their SB 252 bill that will make it illegal for me to appear where a child might see me, thereby causing Robin Kincaid to strongly think about leaving that state. Florida says, don't say gay, and removes all the books that might even be remotely helpful for LGBTQ children and children desperately looking for information. Believe me, when I was young, I went to the library looking for info and everything I found said I was a perverted sexual deviant and a very bad person. Even in college, that was all I could find. No wonder I was suicidal. 
And then isn't it Alabama that wants the medical records from parents trying to help the children of theirs who need the gender affirming care I wish to God I could have had? And I'm going to jump in and interject something. And here in Florida, aside from the craziness on the, you know, the, the in-class libraries being covered up, they now want all school athletes to turn over their menstrual records. I'm not kidding. If you are an athlete in public school or any school, I guess, they want you to register your menstrual cycle with them. Do you get where we are now? Back to Cynthia's email. And now in Utah, the Republican governor has signed their bill outlawing gender-affirming medical care for trans youth. And so it goes in state after state where Republicans run the show. You know, there are places I might like to visit in some of those red states, but I don't dare. And I have to think twice before going to some places in California, lest I get killed for existing. And that doesn't even get to all those other issues that affect everyone. This is all just part of the reality I and so many others have to live with, but, quote, no politics. I guess I could write her back about the daisies blooming in my front yard. She'd like that, I'm sure. No, if I write back, I will be firing on both barrels. Anyway, your show Friday was so important, perhaps more so than you can even know. Thank you for doing it. And that's exactly why I did it, because it is so important. And we must. We must tell these stories. We must call out the fascists for who they are and what they are. It is. Times we're living through are are untenable. Um. It it just can't continue, just cannot continue. And then, so today, oh, you're going to love this one. Let's continue, because I've got a guest coming up uh, for for a brief um, chit-chat. Oh, she's going to be on on the Zoom. I guess she doesn't have to be because we have no video today. But um, our guest is going to tell us about, well, the latest from here in Florida, uh, where governor death sentence has been shouting that before he leaves office, he's going to have constitutional carry in the state. Have what? What the hell is constitutional carry, you ask? There is no such thing? Well, if you are um, Ron DeSantis or 26 other states, here's the headline from the South Florida Sun Sentinels. Florida leaders push to allow concealed guns without permits or training. We'll get to that in a second, but I'll tell you what, I need some sustenance, so I'm going to make my smoothie du jour. Um, So I'm turning it on. Today's smoothie, look, I asked David, David who does all the grocery shopping, I asked him to go out and get some frozen blueberries and a little bit of non-fat plain yogurt because I wanted to try a new smoothie. Um, that use those two ingredients in my brand new Blendjet 2. This thing is remarkable. So it just ran its whole cycle. There were a bunch of ice cubes in here, but not with uh, frozen strawberries and yogurt because uh, he didn't have time to do that. So he just got me a thing of Greek yogurt with, um, with, with blueberries. So I decided to uh, just get creative with that. So I mixed it with some ice and a little bit of milk and a little bit of... Uh, water and I blended it together and wow that is really really good the blend jet 2 is available now by going to blend jet blendjet.com in the promo uh, place you enter sent by nicole 12 And you'll get 12% off your entire order and free two-day shipping. And you can make your own smoothies and get creative and take it with you wherever you go. It's portable, it's easy, and it makes flawless smoothies. So mm, enjoy. Okay, now that I've quenched my thirst. God, this is good. Um, I'm going to tell you, let me read some of this uh, This article that's in today's Sun Sentinel. Calling the right to bear arms central to our freedom, House Speaker Paul Renner on Monday unveiled a bill removing Florida requirements for a permit and training 
to carry concealed guns, an idea endorsed by Governor Ron DeSantis. Again, I told you we were an opposite world, didn't I? Facts no longer matter. Reality is now fiction. There's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, Opposite World. The uh, Florida speaker, Paul Renner, said, Florida led the nation in concealed carry. (laughs) He said, and now it's time for the state to remove that government permission slip. That's what concealed carry is, a government permission slip. The paper reads, uh, the legislation, which supporters call constitutional carry, would eliminate the need to get a license to carry a concealed weapon as well as the required weapons training that goes with it. If signed into law, as expected, Florida would become the 26th state to allow permitless carry. Newly elected, newly reelected. I don't like I'm not even going to read this because they talk. They use the L word and I'm not going to say it. DeSantis has said he wants to see permitless carry the law of Florida before he leaves office because he's destroyed everything else about the state. Why not do this, too? I'm just I'm mortified. And so. Um, uh, you know, I've been receiving press releases in recent weeks from Giffords.org. Giffords.org is Gabby Giffords' organization. Um, we met Gabby Giffords years ago, sadly, when she was shot by a constituent at a constituent's event in Arizona where she lives, where she was uh, representing the people in Congress. And at Giffords.org... The headline reads, we're on a mission to save lives from gun violence. Americans are demanding a safer future. From city streets to voting booths to courthouses, we're making change happen. So I'm happy to welcome to the show, um, uh, Samantha, uh, hold on one second. I'm having major technical problems today. Samantha Barrios, she's the Florida director of Giffords.org. Is it, you go by Sammy, is it, or Samantha? Yeah, people call me Sammy. So yeah, by all means. Hi, Nicole. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks for being here. So uh, you just joined Giffords uh, here in Florida. You had done some other, you've you've been down here. You're a Floridian, yes? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually Latina. I was born and raised in Caracas, Venezuela, but I moved to this beautiful country about 23 years ago. And um, I've been with the gun violence prevention movement for the past seven years, I would say. I was the local lead for Moms in Man Action for Gun Sense in America here in Miami. And I joined Giffords last April um, as a, the, their new state uh, Florida director. Thanks for having me, Nicole. Great. Well, you know, and I've noticed that in the last couple of months, really, Giffords has stepped up its presence here in Florida. And I'm guessing that's in response to the stuff that DeSantis is pulling. Well, yeah, it's 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 because Florida's unfortunately has become one of the most violent uh, states in terms of gun violence. And that's why Giffords has decided to make a long-term investment here in Florida to also help, you know, raise uh, the voices of the many Floridians who we all know that are fed up with gun violence, but also are fed up with um, crazy legislation that has been, you know, and wanted to be passed uh, here in Florida for the longest time. And one of that uh, is permitless carry. Right. And and so they introduced this legislation today uh, in Tallahassee, legislation which supporters call constitutional carry, as I said, would eliminate the need to get a license to carry a concealed weapon, as well as the required training that goes along with it. So if this gets signed into law, Florida will be the 26th state to allow permitless carry. This country is that much of a wild west, so to speak. Well, yeah, I mean, permitless carry will basically mean that we will have any any citizen will come can come in and purchase a gun. Like if they will be buying a cup of coffee, there won't be any background checks. There won't be any training. There won't be any licensing. So imagine what 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 that can mean to know for, for our communities, the communities that are already in danger, you know, communities here in South Florida where we see 13 people shot in 24 hours. What will that mean for the regular citizen going to the supermarket, to places of worships, to schools? This is just no no sense. I mean, just last year, we had 3,142 people. I'm sorry, that was 2021, who were 
killed here in Florida because of guns. And does Ron DeSantis explain why he thinks that that allowing anyone without restriction, without training, without registering, that anyone should be allowed to get a gun and carry it wherever they want? Unfortunately, we have not seen any coherent um, explanation of why he wants to do that, uh, because in all honesty, there's no coherent explanation for having permitless carry. And I don't think we will ever have a, an honest uh, answer to that question, not coming from him, unfortunately. So so what is Giffords uh, doing? What 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 what? And, you know, there are other groups too, Moms Demand Action, others that are at work here in Florida as well. Is there any any organization happening to get people to fight back against this? Because um, <laughs> it, th- th- this is happening now in Tallahassee. They're starting to push this through. Yeah, well, the first thing that we have to do, not only Giffords, and I know other local organizations and national organizations are working towards educating the community because there's a lot of misinformation. I don't know if you got to see the press conference today. Um, Unfortunately, there were a ton of uh, lies said on that conference. Um, And we have to actually make people understand that Floridians won't be safer, you know, having guns, uh, you know, accessible to everyone. I mean, statistics say time and time and again that the more guns we have out, the more gun violence we'll have. Yeah. So what do we do? Yeah, we need people to get educated. And Giffords is asking people to call, call directly to Ron DeSantis hotline to to let him know that they are opposing open carry. Um, what I'm sorry, it's not open carry. It's perilous carry. What he's calling constitutional carry. Um, and I can give those give you those numbers so you can have your audience call. Yes, please. Um, if for English speakers, the number is one three four seven. Mm-hmm. Eight six eight six seven nine eight. Okay. For Spanish speakers, they can call to four. I'm sorry, one four one five two three six two nine nine seven. And where does Just that go? Them. Because that four one five, that's the San Francisco that, phone number. Yeah, that goes to a direct uh, to Ron DeSantis hotline. And okay. I have I have called, so the call goes through. Okay. You will just have to type in your, your zip code, I and see. you just leave a message right there. I and see. We, yeah. Okay, we may have to call before the show ends. <laughs> Put in a little sure. call here. Um, okay, so so you can leave a message for Ron DeSantis there. Not that I think he'll give a shit or listen or anything, because he is the worst of the worst, and I'm trying to explain to the rest of the nation just how bad this man is. Um, I, you know, if there's the right thing to do, you can count on him to do the opposite. It's just that bad. Um, so, 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 so Giffords is working with other organizations to try to get people to call, to get involved, to do what? What else can we do? Yes. Yeah. So another thing that you can do is you can write a letter to the editor. Okay. Where you can tell them how important it is for this a bill to not to pass and to prevent permitless carry from becoming lo- a law. Um, there are other organizations like Prevent Gun Violence who are working with other local organizations here in uh, the state. We're trying, they're working on trying to get um, another press conference together. We're, we're working on, there's several things that we're working on. And I'm, I mean, unfortunately, I can't reveal many of them at this point. But I just want to let people know that there are national organizations and local organizations here working really hard for this not to to be passed. But we need every single person who's listening to this podcast today to call to Ron DeSantis' office, to tell their friends, to talk about it. If we all need a driver's license here in Florida, why are we required to have a license to to have a gun, a gun that is going to be worn in public everywhere? It's dangerous. We have to speak about the dangers of this. There's nothing that tells us that having more guns in the streets will save more lives. It's the country, It's the, the total opposite. Opposite. Look, we're just coming off of a, a, a barrage of, of mass shootings in the last week. This is when Ron yeah. DeSantis thinks is the right time to step up and say, hey, let everyone have a gun. Yeah, let's have a gun party. Yeah. 
It didn't. It doesn't make any sense. It, it, can you find any? I, I just I well, can't grasp it. We conducted some um, polling after the election cycle uh, in Miami Dade, Giffords did, and most of the people uh, who were polled opposed uh, Pramilis Carey when they did understand uh, what it really meant, that it meant no, no background check, no license, no training, it incremented on 20%. So from 65%, pe- you know, people saying they were opposing Pramilis Carey when they learned exactly why, what the law would really mean, it increased to 80%. So we know that this is not a popular uh, bill or legislation here in Florida. We know it isn't. We just need to educate everyone. Talk about it with your friends, with your family members, with your neighbors. We all need to be aware of how of the dangers of it. Exactly. I, I, I'm still stunned. And, you know, um, the way it is now, from what I understand, and I was I actually overheard a conversation a, a few weeks ago mm-hmm. between two men talking about what it takes to get a concealed carry permit in the state of Florida now. And apparently it's pretty damn difficult. Mm-hmm. It's what, what one man said who has one, apparently. It's a total lifestyle mm-hmm. change. It, you, you really have to follow rules and take precautions in order to have that concealed carry permit. This would do away with all of that. I, 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 you know, I, I hate to say it, Sam. This, we're leaving. We're moving out of Florida. Um, I'm actually going somewhere where there is open carry just because it's hard to mm-hmm. escape. But I can't stay in the state any longer with this governor because um, I just spent the first half hour talking about some of the other nonsense he's pulling, you know, like banning school uh, libraries and classrooms until the books are completely vetted and all are cleared by the overseers. The teacher who's been trained to do the work to know what what materials are appropriate for her students or his students to read it doesn't matter. They want some school administrator and a parent to be able to make that decision. So it, we're living in opposite world here. I don't know how to make it better. I'm glad that Giffords is now here and working with other groups to try to stop this, but it seems like they're kind of on a roll. I don't know that anything's going to stop this man. Yeah, well, you know, being an immigrant, you always take for granted that we the people, because for many of us who have fled uh, political regimes, um, we didn't have that advantage, you know, back then. But all I can tell to to our audience is this is the greatest nation. We have to believe in the power of the people. It's not only, uh, you know, to us, it's, it, only will, it will only be to what people do and what people need to do right now is to get active. Don't... Uh, think that this there's no solution to the problem there is a solution to the problem we might not see it right now but we have to put keep putting pressure and not forget to call to Ron DeSantis office and educate our friends family community members and if you ever need anything you can feel free to email me if you want more information if you need statistics if you need reports you can uh, email me at s as in sam barrios at Giffords.org, or you can go to our webpage, Giffords.org. We have an excellent hub where we have reports and data um, related to gun violence. We also have detailed information about permit, what permit is carry will mean. And please, as I said, call those numbers. I don't know, Nicole, if you can corroborate yes, I, those I, numbers. Absolutely. I, I, I have them here and I'm going to post them on the blog where I post the show. And, and when we hang up, I'm actually going to make a call. So we'll, we'll do it together. Okay. So um, thank you for that. Uh, you know, uh, thank you for the work you're doing. It's so important. Now, where in Florida are you based? In Miami? I'm based in Miami. Yeah. Okay. This, uh, you know, <laughs> Miami is kind of scary now too. I mean, everything is this state has gone has gone nuts, and and Ron DeSantis is trying to make it even worse. So, I'm glad uh, Giffords is here working uh, to to stop this madness. Uh, something's got to stop the madness. And uh, you sound a lot more optimistic than I am, but that's good because you're young and the future is in your hands. So, Sammy, I I, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much for coming on today and for doing the work you're doing. It's so important. 
Thank you, Nicole, for giving us the space and helping us amplify our message. Thank you very much. You got it. And let me know if I can ever help you get any any information out that you're trying to disseminate. Uh, you know, do whatever I can. We will. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Sammy Barrios, again, with uh, Giffords.org. Uh, Gabby Giffords, you know, and I'm taking, no, YouTube is not, YouTube is just messed up today. So uh, sorry, guys. We are doing audio only. So come listen at, at uh, ProgressiveVoices.com or NicoleSandler.com slash listen dash live. There are all the audio streams there that you can find. Um, sorry, this shit happens sometimes. Gremlins get us, and uh, today's a today. Of course, they're getting us today. Tomorrow, laugh, you'll be here, um, and hopefully, all will be well with our streaming world by then. Certainly by Wednesday, when Marcy Wheeler returns, because it's time for another information download, right? Um, okay, so here we are. So I, I think we should call, don't you? So. Um, Sammy gave us some phone numbers. Uh, I don't think we need the Spanish language one, because at least if you listen to the show, you certainly speak English. But everything here in Florida has to be Spanish. Um, all right, so let's do it. Let's call them. Oh, where, what happened to my phone? I just lost it. Man, oh man, oh man, oh man. I'm having one of those days. It's a Monday, isn't it? Okay, so come on, let's call. And the number is one three four seven. 868 Uh So this is the governor's hotline, apparently. Thanks for calling. Ron DeSantis has pledged to pass a new law in Florida that will allow almost anyone to carry a concealed, loaded gun in public. No questions asked. It's called permitless carry. Right now, you need a license, training, and background check to carry a loaded gun in public. But DeSantis wants to eliminate those requirements. It makes no sense. You need a license to drive a car. You should need a license to have a gun in public. Yeah. We'll connect you to a staff member in Governor DeSantis's office in ah, just a moment. Okay. Simply explain why you oppose this dangerous, unnecessary policy. I see. So they patch you Please through. Enter your five Good idea. Zip code using your phone's keypad now. Okay. Three, three, oh, seven, one. I'll watch it not work because it is not regular touch tone. You know, this is one of those. Uh, try it again. Oh, there we go. Thank you for contacting the office of Governor Ron DeSantis. <laughs> Our office is currently closed. What? Please call Monday through Friday oh, during man. regular business hours. Are you kidding 8 me? To 5 p.m. Are you kidding or send me? Send us an email by using the contact form on the governor's website at www.flgov.com. Oh, please. To hear this message in Spanish, please press 1. Para escuchar este <laughs> All right, well, español, oh, well, I guess I can't leave a message. Oh, well, we're going to have to call back tomorrow, I guess, because it is 547. God forbid the governor have somebody, um, you know, standing by. Yes, Progressive Voices is working. <laughs> um, all right, I, I'm, I'm frustrated today for on a number of fronts, as you can tell, because of all the shit going on, because of everything that's happening, because my, my video is not working on top of it all. But let me share with you a little bit of other news from today that, you know, that happened after what's news um, <laughs> uh, after what's news was recorded this morning. So we can start with, um, well, I guess, I guess we can start with back to uh, Tyree Nichols in Memphis, where a sixth police officer has been suspended in connection with the murder of Tyree Nichols. And yeah, I'll use that word. I don't have to say alleged. I am not a journalist. I'm not a reporter. I am a talk show host. And these former police officers are now charged with murder. And this one, the sixth one has been suspended, not fired. I don't, I don't understand why. Okay, but, you know, so that happened. Um, <laughs> there are some bad news for the former guy. So, uh, Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, remember him? He's the guy who came in and replaced Cy Vance. And, and then he seemed to drop everything. Yeah. The guy who got suspended was white. That's why. Oh, the guy who got suspended was white. 
oh, that explains so much. He wasn't fired. He wasn't charged with murder. He was just suspended pending an investigation. You see, that's the difference when the cop is black and the cop is white. The, the five cops who beat him to death are um, <laughs> uh, black. Yeah, go figure. Okay, so anyway, so Alvin Bragg, back to Manhattan in the DA. So he came into office and, and like quickly stopped the investigation that Cy Vance had going on. And it looked like he was totally dropping the ball. Well, now, today, in fact, Alvin Bragg, the fairly new Manhattan DA, presented evidence to a grand jury about those hush payments that Donald Trump made to Stormy Daniels during the 2016 campaign. And what did he, what was the purpose of this evidence presented to a grand jury today? It was to lay the groundwork for potential criminal charges against Donald Trump in the coming months. In fact, one of the witnesses in the grand jury today we, we don't know what the grand jury proceedings are secret, but David Pecker, who could forget that name? David Pecker, the former National Enquirer editor, was one of the witnesses who was inside that very same building where the grand jury was hearing evidence today. Interesting. The New York Times reported this. And they said, quote, Mr. Bragg's decision to impanel a grand jury focused on the hush money, supercharging the longest running criminal investigation into Mr. Trump, represents a dramatic escalation of an inquiry that once appeared to have reached a dead end. Okay, well, that um, is encouraging of sorts. Um, Then there's Fulton County, Georgia, where last week we heard D.A. Fannie Willis asking the court not to release the findings from her grand jury because she could bring charges sooner than federal investigators. Her comments in court last week have some observers on notice. Uh, Willis referred to future defendants and said decisions in her probe into the efforts to overturn the election were, quote, imminent. Though Willis, a Democrat, didn't mention Trump by name, her comments marked the first time a prosecutor in any of several investigations tied to the former guy has hinted that charges could be forthcoming. So this could all be happening. All be happening. And here we are. Um, I keep going back to, uh, to, to, to the mother. I keep going back um, to the mother of this young man, uh, 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 Nichols, who, Tyree Nichols, who was shouting, who was screaming, Mom, you know, there are so many parallels. There are people are all weekend, we're talking about the parallels to uh, Rodney King. I was in Los Angeles during the whole Rodney King thing. I remember clearly everything about it. I remember the day the jury came back and uh, I, I remember sitting in my office. Now, I worked at the radio station KLOS, which was on La Cienega Boulevard. Um, and it was not far from that corner at Florence and Normandy. You know, it, in some ways, it was a million miles away, but physically, it was only maybe a mile and a half away from where we sat. And the minute the verdict came down and it was not guilty, I was sitting in my office. One of the salespeople, my friend Rhonda, was in there. We were smoking a cigarette because back then I smoked and in that building we were allowed to smoke. And the minute the verdict came down, we looked at each other and I said, oh, shit, things are going to get ugly here tonight. And boy, was that the understatement of the year. L.A. went nuts. Within a matter of hours, they sent us all home from the radio station because not far from us, Florence and Normandy, things were burning. And in fact, it made it to La Cienega Boulevard and there was a gas station just maybe four doors down um, 
And uh, it was on fire. So they sent us home. And if, I, if memory serves, I think it was a Friday. So we had the weekend. Or if it wasn't a Friday, we were off the next few days. There was no going into that radio station. Someone was there because people were on the air. But uh, it was, you know, vital staff only. Um, and uh, I, I, I remember being terrified. Uh, I lived in Santa Monica at the time, and I was right at the beach, so I was pretty far away from the violence. But it, regardless, the city was burning because we saw video, and it was so unusual back then. We saw video. It was grainy video from far away. Somebody was looking out their window and saw these cops beating Rodney King and took out a big bulky video camera and filmed it. Now... You know, everyone's got a, a video camera on their phone. Back then, we didn't. We didn't have cell phones, unless, you know, I had a lot of money uh, back in the days of Rodney King. Well, now, both these instances occur with, with just incredible frequency, and they're being caught on tape as well, not only by, you know, uh, intrepid citizen journalists with cameras on their phones, but by those security cameras that are everywhere, that people have on their doorbells, that are mounted on traffic lights on every, almost every street corner. So that, you know, the the most graphic video we saw of the murder of Tyree Nichols came from a, a camera mounted on a street pole a light pole and thank goodness it was there because you have to wonder how often something like this happens how many times had these cops done the same thing and gotten away with it because nobody nobody was there to call them out on it it sounded like they knew this in fact there's a piece on the on the lengthy video that they released friday night that once uh, when Tyree Nichols fled and who could blame him when they pulled him out of his car for no good reason whatsoever and started beating on him. I'd run too, wouldn't you? They're beating the shit out of you. Wouldn't you go if you could? He's probably thinking, oh my God, they're going to kill me. I have to get away. Not thinking that if they catch me, they really will kill me. Either way, he figured I got nothing more to lose. I may as well run. And he did. And so one cop stayed behind with the car, Tyree Nichols' car that he abandoned. And when, you know, a couple of cops took off after him, but they were old and out of shape. Did you hear them huffing and puffing on the the tape? How How do they even have jobs? They can't run a block without getting winded? So the, a couple of them took off after him, stopped. But then a few minutes later, they heard that uh, they had apprehended him about a half a mile away, just blocks from the home that he shared with his mother. And the cop who was sitting with the car clearly said, I hope they stomp him. Not stop him, stomp him. And that they did. What is wrong with us? What is wrong with the human race? Humanity is a race, right? Um, We're supposed to all be one, the human race, human beings. But we have this seemingly unlimited capacity to inflict pain and terror and horror on others. Thankfully, we don't all have that quality or lack of quality. But enough of us do to make this place a really horrible place to be. How? I'm still just astounded at the cruelty, the sadism, the, the just the horrible things that one person can inflict upon another, whether it's the Holocaust or beating an innocent man to death because you've got a badge and aren't you all powerful to a governor who wants to wield his power over the state and tell you what books you can read or how you can act or what families, what type of families you can embrace or how you can 
identify yourself. It's just plain wrong. And those people are sociopaths and they have to be stopped. And when I talk about sociopaths, Ron DeSantis is at the top of the list. I apologize for the technical problems today. It's just exacerbating my frustratedness with the world today. I was in a shitty mood before. (laughs) It's even worse now. Boy, David's going to be happy. It's going to be a fun night around here because I'm in a mood. Damn. I, I, I don't have any answers. I wish I did. This is when I, you know, part of me just says, why am I, why do I do this every day? Why do I spend so much time beating my head against a wall? I can't change anything. I should just go play music. And believe me, (laughs) I'd rather be doing that. And maybe I will. But for now, I'm here. Uh, Well, for now, I'll be back tomorrow. Anyway, Gotta Laugh will be here tomorrow. She's back in the U.S., so I'm sure she's not going to be thrilled either. Um, But hey, we'll be back tomorrow to continue the fun and frivolity. And hopefully the video will work then. Sorry once again for the inconvenience. I'll see you tomorrow. It'll be a brand new day. Unfortunately, most things will be the same. See ya. Cole Sandler. What's news from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. It was every bit as bad and worse than we expected. Memphis police on Friday evening released the body cam footage showing the horrific beating of Tyre Nichols by five Memphis police officers. The footage shows Nichols at a traffic stop being forcibly removed from the vehicle, but we don't see anything that would have prompted such a traffic stop and beating. Nichols was somehow able to break free and he ran, but they gave chase and they caught up with him just a few blocks from his mother's house. Then the footage shows Nichols being held down by some of this group while others beat him with their batons and their fists and kick him in the head. They sprayed him with pepper spray, and you can hear him shouting for his mother. No medical assistance arrived for 22 minutes, during which time the murderous then-cops are seen standing around doing nothing except for the occasional high-five and rinsing their eyes as some of the pepper spray that they assaulted Mr. Nichols with landed in their own eyes. The 29-year-old Tyree Nichols was taken to a local hospital where he later died from his injuries. Attorneys for the Nichols family have called the video absolutely appalling, alarming, and unconscionable. The five officers involved have been charged with murder, and Nichols' death has sparked nationwide protests and anger. Protesters took to the streets across the country over the weekend. In New York City, Atlanta, Boston, Baltimore, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Portland, among other cities, where marchers raised signs bearing his name and calling for police reform. As the investigation continues, questions are being raised over whether there could be additional charges for those five former officers who, like their victim, are black men and have since been charged with murder and kidnapping. Two other officers who arrived on the scene and did nothing to help Tyree Nichols have been placed on administrative leave pending a full investigation. It seems to me that there were more than seven of these despicable men who did nothing to help a young black man murdered by their colleagues. Meanwhile, the Memphis Police Department on Saturday announced that it would be permanently disbanding that specialized gang unit that the five former officers now charged with murder belonged to. The Scorpion unit, tasked with tackling rising levels of gang crime throughout the city of Memphis, just horrific. Now, another video of a different attack was also released on Friday. This one put out by a court in California. It's the footage showing the police response to the attack on Paul Pelosi, that is former Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband. We see police arriving at the Pelosi's house in San Francisco, where we see the suspect, David DePapi, beginning to attack Mr. Pelosi. He opens the door as he and the attacker both have a hand on a hammer. The police repeatedly ordered the attacker to drop the hammer, but DePapi says no way and starts using it to beat Pelosi over the head. Of course, the reality deniers on the right continue to spread lies and disgusting allegations that have no basis in fact. This is apparently how America rolls in 2023. But occasionally justice prevails. The rioter who attacked U.S. Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick during the January 6th insurrection was sentenced on Friday to 80 months 
in prison. Julian Cater pleaded guilty this past September to two felony charges of assaulting police officers with a deadly weapon and causing bodily injury. This sorry excuse for a man, a New Jersey native, used chemical spray to assault officers during the attack on the Capitol building. Brian Sicknick, one of the officers who Cater attacked, suffered two strokes and died the day after the assault. For a comprehensive look at the January 6th prosecutions so far, tune in this Wednesday afternoon to The Nicole Sandler Show as Marcy Wheeler of EmptyWheel.net returns with another update. So the World Health Organization said that COVID-19 continues to constitute a public health emergency of international concern. That is its highest form of alert. The International Federation of the Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies says in a new report that the world is dangerously unprepared for future pandemics and they're calling on countries to update their preparedness plans by the end of the year. Well, meet the new boss, same as the old boss, in the RNC anyway. After weeks of Republican-on-Republican attacks, Ronna McDaniel was re-elected to a rare fourth term as the chair of the Republican National Committee on Sunday. She eviscerated her main challenger, Harmie Dillon, who was endorsed by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, 111 to 51. Oh, and Mike Lindell, the pillow guy, got four votes. And one member wrote in former New York congressman and failed gubernatorial candidate Lee Zeldin. By the way, the former guy's hold on the Republican Party appears to be slipping as well. Although Trump never endorsed for the RNC chair, he did endorse two candidates down ticket, co-chair and treasurer, and they both lost. Oh, and Arizona Republican chair Kelly Ward, a Trump diehard and election denier, got trounced in her bid for secretary, losing 118 to 36. Ah, and the Super Bowl's now set. It'll be the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs at the Super Bowl in Arizona on February 12th with a trophy. And that's just a bit of what's news for now. I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and the Nicole Sandler show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is listener supported and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com and please click on that donate button.